preaching elder? Do you want to preach? And in my mind, I said, uh, preaching and appeal is two different things. But anyway, I said, yes. So today I'm going to do two things. I'm going to make an appeal. I am impressed, as I said, the Lord has impressed my heart regarding the street ministry. And then I'll be speaking to you from the word of God. And I also at this time would like to praise God. Most of you from the church know that on Thursday was my birthday. And so I am very grateful. And I praise God. I'm 57 and God has spared my life. And I don't know what how much years he has left for me, but I want to walk with him and to serve him all the days of my life. So thank the Lord and praise his name. I want to thank all those who have participated in the service thus far. Scripture reading, special song, children's story. Welcome, everyone. May God bless you all. Today, I want to talk to you under the caption for the message or would you treat jesus if he was here with us today or would we or would you or would i treat jesus if he was here with us today but before going to the message the appeal is the only outreach that we have for our church is the street ministry and we praise god for that but what I observe is that Elder Michael and Sister Wendy, they have a lot of burden. And it is very hard. I know it is, we are going through the pandemic and I know Sister Wendy, she doesn't want to assign anybody. She wants people to volunteer. But I can't help it to see that we have an old church, and in most cases, two people carrying the burden. I know no one wants to catch COVID. Some people might be afraid. Michael doesn't want to catch COVID. Wendy doesn't want to catch COVID. But it is hard. And uh, I've said I've watched it, and I associated with wendy and it's a lot of work and i can see that if they left without support and help they will burn out and i can guarantee you when it's time to nominate officers i will guarantee you they will say oh pastor we don't want to lead we will support whoever we put in leading but i don't want to lead it's 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 a lot and you wouldn't know but Wendy doesn't drive. She lives in Whitham and she has to take stuff to the church and take stuff back. And if Michael is not around for any reason, she needs somebody to pick her up with this stuff. In the past, she has taken the bus and I don't think that's good enough. And I just want to make it clear, oh, if we come together and help, oh, like, work can be made light. If 
my colleagues not here, somebody can pick her up from with a man paper t-shirt. Somebody can drop her back and thereby make it easier. When they go to the church, they, they spend a good two hours preparing stuff to go out because it's done differently now that we have Corona. And so they would really appreciate if somebody just come into the church just to help them at the church, just to assist them. You might not have to go on the street with them. Or even if you want to go on the street and you go for an hour, it would make a difference. And I'm thinking to myself that if we like operate a rotor system, I might not be able to go more than two nights in a month if we have more volunteers. But it is difficult. And there are some times when it's only Michael alone goes out and do the street ministry. And I think that for a church, it doesn't look good. It doesn't represent us. And that's just burning out people. And it's a sad picture. So the appeal is for me and others. I've gone sometimes, but I think I need to go more and to take more responsibility and leave everything in God's hand to protect us and to guide us. But it's, it's very difficult. Their family suffer. They've been away from their family, and it is hard. So I just want to make an appeal that those who are willing to help, you don't have to go on the street. You can help at the church. You can get in touch with Wendy. You can speak with Michael. Unfortunately, one evening this week, they were not able to go. And sometimes, when Michael is not here, is not here, as I said, this can be very difficult. But I want as much as possible, and it doesn't have to be chambered members only. It can be Braintree, Morland, Pasadena. Michael is coming in from Colchester. So if we're willing to support this work and keep it going, otherwise, I think it will die its natural death. I might be wrong, but that. How I feel, that's how I see. And so I'm making this appeal according to Revelation 3 2 that we read. It says, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. I want us to strengthen the street ministry work. I don't want it to die, and I don't want the leaders to be burned out. I must say, though, that since COVID, Stephen has been very excellent. He's been very helpful, and there are some other youths, and I know Trisha is trying to get the youths to help out. But this is a general appeal to the church community, the church district, that we can give some support. And you will see, as I go through the message, the importance of supporting this message and keep the work going. Shall we pray? Loving Lord and Heavenly Father, we give thee thanks for spirit lives, and I pray now that you will come divinely among us. Lord, touch my lips as I speak for thee. Bless this waiting Zoom, wherever people are, wherever people listening on YouTube and Zoom may touch our brain cells. 
May your words reach deep down into the recesses of our hearts and bring conversion and repentance and revival. And use me at this time, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. So how would you treat Jesus if he was here with us today? How would we treat Jesus if he was here with us today? And I can tell you of a certainty, if Jesus should come among us, we would want to give him our very best. We would want to be committed. We would want to be dedicated to him. We would want to give him first place in our life. If Jesus were to be among us, we would treat him special. I wouldn't need to make an appeal. But as turn with me now to Matthew chapter 25, as we look at verse 31 to 46, what we are going to realize, these things we know, but maybe sometimes we forget. In as much as Jesus is not among us, but what we are doing, we are doing it to Jesus Christ. Matthew 25, 31 to 46. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. Let's, let me just interject here. When Jesus returns, there will be two classes and there will be all nations. It won't be about black lives matters. It won't be about black and white. It won't be about color and white. It will be all nations and it will be God's right side and God's left side. That's all, two sides, left and right. Irrespective of your nationality and where you're from, you will either be on the right or on the left. All nations will be involved. And this shows the universality of the message. God's message must reach all nations because when Jesus comes, all nations will be gathered in front of him, verse 33. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Just like in Palestine or in, in, in Bible times, the goats and the sheep, they would graze together, they would eat together. But when it comes to evening, they would sleep separate. So they would divide the herd, the sheep would go one side, the goat will go the other side. And so when Jesus returned, there will be a divide. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Amen. God has made preparation for those who are on his right 
from the foundation of the world. As a matapa, there is preparation for everyone, but because of what we are going to see, the sin of omission, some get left out on the left-hand side, but God prepared from the very foundation of the earth a place for us. And that is why it is crucial now when we look at this passage, are we going to do what God requires of us? Or are we going to omit what God asks us to do? For I was hungry and he gave me meat, was thirsty and he gave me drink, was stranger and he took me in, naked he clothed me, was sick and he visited me, I was in prison and he came unto me. You know something I'd like to point out? When sometimes we visit our relatives or friends, they may be in the hospital. Let's not just gather around the bedside of our relatives, our friends, or brethren, but let us also visit other people that are on the ward, that are people that are sick. I know not, maybe not everyone will be open to your visitation. But let's not only think about our relatives, our friends, as we visit. There are sometimes some people are in the hospital with no relatives, no friends, and they would be happy just to have somebody to encourage them, to share some words of comfort and to build friendship. And so God will tell us in the end that you have visited me. Then shall eat the righteous answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hunger and fed thee, are thirsty and gave thee drink, when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, are naked and clothed thee, or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto, the, unto one of the least of these, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, depart from me. He cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angel. For I was an hunger, and he gave me no meat. I was thirsty and he gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and he took me not in. Naked, and he clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and he visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee an hunger, thirst, or stranger, naked, sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as he did it not to one of the least of these, he did it not unto me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. And he uh, sorry. So let's go back. Let's go back up a bit. Verse 40 says, 
And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily, I say unto you, Inasmuch as he hath done it unto the least of thee, my brethren, he hath done it unto me. So the, work, the, the street ministry work that we are doing, some people doesn't value it because what? These homeless people, they are the least. They're nobody. They don't matter. They don't count for some of what? If they die, who's going to miss them? We don't even know them in the first place. They are the least. They are not on any books. They are not valuable. And people sometimes hurt them, harm them, treat them terribly because they are the least. Jesus said, that as much as you have done it, and to the least of these, so the work that we're doing in Chelmsford, the street ministry, we are doing it unto Christ. Remember that. But as I said, if Jesus was here, we would give him the best room, the best, best of everything. We would treat him nicely because it's Jesus. And that's what we want to do for Jesus. Jesus says, I am the homeless. I am the drug addict. I am the people who are cast out with problems. That's me. And sometimes we can find it very easy to help those who are up in the strata of society, those who are well off, those who might be leaders in our church, they might be the pastor, the elder, the treasurer. We put them first. We look after them. If there's a problem, we sort them out. But oh, the homeless doesn't matter. They are the least. But Jesus regard them as my brethren. They are his child. And you know what I said? Hadn't been for the grace of God, there goes Brother Rose. When I visit them, tells me that hadn't been for the grace of God, I could be homeless. I could be a drug addict. I could be out there suffering. Again, Acts, when we read Acts chapter 9, where Jesus appeared to Paul and the Damascus Road, Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul was persecuting the Christian. Jesus says, it is me you are persecuting. Jesus said, it is hard for thee to kick against the prick. So brothers and sisters, I know you know this. This is not new. These people that we are serving, one another, as we bless, as we do good, we are serving Jesus. So remember, this work is a very important work and we can't allow it to die. Revelation 3, we must stir up the things that are among us that are ready to die. So whatever we do or fail to do, it's Jesus. And listen to this. This is worth noting that we have the sin of omission and the sin of 
commission. So things that we should do and we did not do, that's the sin of omission. And that's why those on the left of Christ, the goats, heard depart from me. Because they didn't do. They said they never saw Jesus. So they omit. They haven't done anything. And Jesus says, you didn't give me drink. You didn't visit me. You didn't. You, they omit. And brothers and sisters, it is sad to say that in our church, as brothers and sisters, we are omitting what God asks us to do. We are committing the sin of omission. And there are things that we do that we shouldn't do, which is a sin of omission. But I want to focus more about omission, what we fail to do. Because in the end, we'll find ourselves on the left side among the goats for what we did not do, that we could do. But let me ask you a question. Is this really telling us here that we are saved through works? Salvation is by works, our deeds, far from it. It is not telling us that we are saved because of the work that we do. But notice this, in Isaiah 61, one to three, Jesus is not asking us to do anything that we he didn't do. Himself, Jesus. He says, Isaiah 61, 1 to 3, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He hath set me to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captive, and to the opening of the prison to them that are born. That's Jesus calling, that's his mission, to proclaim acceptability, acceptable ear of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. Amen, praise the Lord. God is calling us to touch lives, to make a difference. Those who are mourning, we should comfort them, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beautiful ashes, oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So God is not even expecting us to do anything that he can do. And Jesus is our example. He was called to this very same work. He was to set men free. And to give people hope. And that's our calling. You notice when Jesus come and he separate, he did not say, you didn't give a Bible study. He did not say, how many people you baptized? No. And you know, sometimes because we have uh, the, the homeless project for many years, People said, oh, we're not winning soul. Does this program make sense? Jesus didn't ask you to win soul. Jesus didn't ask you to preach. He said, visit to quench the thirst, to visit the <laughs> 
to make a difference in someone's life. We are called to touch people's lives and to point out the risen Christ as we serve. And listen to this, Galatians 2.20. We are called to follow Jesus. Peter says that we should deny our cross or we should deny ungodly loss, take up our cross and follow Jesus. So if Jesus came to deliver those who are captive, to give healing and restore those who are rejected, we should follow Christ. Paul says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not high, but Christ liveth in me. So this is why the works that we do is as we are saved through the grace by faith, we serve Christ. We are saved to serve. We are not served to be saved. When we live this life, it is Christ living in us. Paul says, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So the, the, the visitation, the works that we do, visiting the homeless, those who are prison, taking those who are homeless in our homes, is that's not what saves us. It is because we are saved and Christ is living his life through us. Finally, last text, Isaiah 58, three to seven. Wherefore, have we fast and say that thou seest not? Wherefore, have we afflicted our soul and thou takest no knowledge? Behold, in the day of thy fast, he find pleasure and exact all your labor. Behold, he fast for strife and debate and to smite with the fists of the wickedness. He shall not fast as he do this day to make your voice be heard on high. It is such a fast that I have chosen. This is the fast that God, and let me just explain that. God's people, Israelites, they fast and they go in sackcloth and ashes and they put on this show. They want to be seen close to God. So holy, so sanctimonious. But what? The work that they need to do, the work that we are called to do was being ignored. And we are following in the same thing. Listen to this. Is it such a fast that I have chosen? Is it just to make yourself sanctimonious? Is it to deprive yourself of food? Is it to put on this show? A day for a man to afflict his soul. Is it to bow down his head as a bulrush and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will that, will thou call this a fast and an acceptable day to the Lord? Is that what God really wants? Really? Let's hear. This is what God says. Is not this the fast I have chosen? This is what God wants, to lose the bonds of wickedness, 
to undo every burden, to let the oppressed go free, and that he break the yoke. There are some people who are so troubled, and in our days, there are so many yoke, yoke of depression, yoke of stress, yoke of poverty. There's so many things happening around. Yoke of homeless, yoke of drug addiction. So many things happening around. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? And that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house. Let me stop here. Let me tell you something. For one to take the poor home, the homeless home, you really have to be following Jesus. Jesus must be in you. You know, the first thing we think about to take home the homeless, uh, they're going to mess up our carpet. You know, we think of all the excuse. Are they going to share our bathroom? Are they going to share our space? Probably if we have a little detached room somewhere, it's easier to take them and put them in there, or to share our space. Well, that's what God is asking. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? That's what God is asking. Bring the cast out to your house. Oh, no, not that. I can't go down with that one, Lord. To share my space, to mess up my carpet, to do this, to do that. No, we, we, we can't really go on with that one. When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him. Give them clothes, supply their needs. And that thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh. We are one. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And God created all of us. And some people are there as a test to you and me. What are we going to do? Are we going to walk by? Are we going to turn up our nose? Are we going to ignore them? But remember, when Jesus comes, there will be those on the right and there will be those on the left. And those who ignore, will be on the left. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. We cannot allow the street ministry to die. If Michael and Wendy can't make it one night, nothing happens. It happened this year. Michael has done this tree ministry on his own so many times by himself. I say that that is a shame. You are just shame and afraid. We must do better by God's grace. I am hoping and I'm praying that we will get more volunteers to help and to support this work. I know COVID is here. We still go to work. COVID is at work. 
COVID is everywhere. We can take the necessary steps that we need to do or unsanitize our gloves or face masks, washing our hands, putting our trust in God and ask him to shield us. But they are our brothers and their sisters. Isaiah says they are our own flesh. How much longer can we turn our backs on them? How much longer can we ignore them? Whatever we have done, we have done it to Jesus. Whatever we fail to do, we have failed to do it to Jesus. And in the end, Jesus still says, I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was in prison. I needed some visitation. I needed some care. You never turned up. I didn't see you. But yet we, we preach, we sing, we do all these things. But in reality, are we touching that? Are we letting people see Jesus? The lesson that we study this quarter is very, very good. We need to help to change that. We need to minister to people. And Sister Stella this morning says, if it's our children or family, we'll go out of the way. We do everything for our family, our relatives, our friends, but all strangers can die. I'm not saying this to show up in closing. Um, most of you from Chelmsford know Paula, a young lady that used to visit our church that used to come to the school kitchen and she was very difficult. She must never know how to describe her. Um, she could be manipulative. Difficult person to deal with. And we get to a point that we had the homeless soup kitchen one Sabbath and she was there and it was late and she was in a state and she wouldn't leave. She was there at the church and we couldn't just walk away with her. We tried to see if we could get her to Santos or to get some help for her. So um, I took her in my car and We've been to a few places. We had we had nowhere to leave her. We got no help. So I had to take her home. I spoke to my wife and she said, fine, take her home. So she stayed with us. But she was really, really challenging and difficult to deal. And we tried with her. And there was once she just took our house key and went away with it. She was really difficult. She, we tell her that she was allowed to drink and smoke in the house. She wake me up one night says she needs to smoke and drink and she don't want to be here. She want to take her somewhere in town. We tried with her, 
and she was very demanding. She tell her what she wants, not what you give to her. And we tried with her, but the long and short of it, one day, we heard that she was in hospital, and next day, we heard that she died. And so my wife and I questioned ourselves, could we have done more? Could we keep her longer? Because after she left there, she'd gone back living on her own, and then I think she was raped multiple times. She was left on the trolley after that developed some sickness and she died. I know it can be very hard sometimes to take up people who are smelly, people who are dirty, people who have mental illness, but one thing I know, they are God. And the other thing I know, that we should try to help them to the best of our ability. And that's what the street ministry is about. And those who are worshiping in modern can tell you that, um, what's her name, sorry. She used to come to the soup kitchen, but now she worship at Marlon regular. The Marlon members, I can't remember. We can touch people like we can make a difference by what we do, not so much by what we say. People want to know we hear. And there are some people out here, Michael, who testified to you, Steve. Sister Wendy sometimes spend hours on phone trying to get food shelter for some of these people. But I'm sure that when Jesus comes to second, there will be an God right on sheep, and they will hear, I was hungry, I was thirsty, I was naked, I was in prison, and physically entered out. If we want to be at God's right side when it comes, if we want to hear, enter down the joy of God, let us stop and think again. Let us support the street ministry work, whatever way we can, whether by finance, physical presence, whatever we can do, that this work will continue is going to touch lives and God please. And when it comes a second time, we will be on it. I just want you to think carefully, and I'm going to pray. And make a commitment in your heart that by God's grace, you are going to support this treatment. One, two, that you will just just don't walk by and see people suffering. People you know who have these problems, these needs. If it's even to point them in the right direction, the right organization where they can help. That's what God wants us to do. We need to be different. Wherever Jesus went, he makes a difference. He healed the, the cripple. He restores sight to the blind. Be Jesus in everything. 
Now, I'm not saying you're going to work in your life. But we can do so many things. We can find out the right organization to point them. We can help them with our finance. We can physically help them with clothes, with food. Sometimes they just want somebody to talk to. They are We can't let this go. We got to strengthen So let us pray. And I pray that you resolve in our hearts to visit people. And when we visit in the hospital, not just your relative, not just your friend, speak with other people, encourage them, talk with them, make friends. And as we walk by, I know there's a um, what should I say? There's a way or stigma to say, oh, these people need drugs, but they're not giving them money. You don't have to give them. Supply their physical needs. If it's food, they need give them food. So if you're worried about they're taking the money to drugs, think of other ways in which we can help. Let us pray. Loving Lord and Heavenly Father. Lord, you were sent to bring peace, restoration, deliverance. We accept your call to serve you, to walk with you. And we are asked to visit the sick, those in prison, homeless, feed the hungry, clothe the naked. And Lord, in some cases, we need to take somebody in our home. That's one that we find difficult and challenging. But help us to be willing to make a difference in somebody's life. Use us. And we pray, Lord, that this street ministry work will go from strength to strength and people's lives will be touched and be changed. Thank you, O God. Other words, bless us, be with our leaders. I pray for physical strength for Wendy and Elmire. May you continue to use them and may we rally with them and support them that together when Jesus comes, we and them will hear, well done. The good and faithful servant who has been faithful over a few things, I will make the ruler over many things, enter thou into the joy of life. Then we'll be glad and rejoice in your salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Father in heaven, O Almighty God, the ancient days, we come to your holy presence this time just to thank you for speaking to us. Lord, in many ways we have fallen, but we thank you for your mercy and grace that you have revived through your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit who reminded how it is so important to meet the people in the community. There are many people, dear Lord, on the street, never given food or shelter or clothing. God in heaven, you have anointed and ordained for such kind of ministry. Yes, Lord. To go, see, and give. Please, dear Lord, help us not to despise such ministry, which is noble and divine. Please, dear Lord, may your spirit mold every one of our hearts to think about it, to understand the value of it. And therefore, dear Lord, one day when you come, we will also be treated as we treat others now. Amen. We thank you for Elder Carol who brought this message. We thank you for all the Sabbath school lessons, which also talk about it. We thank you for special songs. We thank you for health talk. We thank you for all the participants. And above all, we thank you for all the four congregations along with the visitors. And today, Amen. help us to see a turning point that our focus can be upon the community, which is perishing, Lord. You have brought us from the darkness to the marvelous light yes. to preach your love for the people who are not yet reached. Please, dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask your forgiveness. Please bear with us, dear Lord, and pardon us. And we don't want to be as we were, we want to be changed. We want to confess and repent and acknowledge where you are leading us. 
Lord, if there is anyone here kneeling down and bowing down and shedding tears in their hearts and eyes because of various difficulties in their lives. Oh, dear Lord, if there is anyone here in this congregation yes, Lord. really experiencing <clears throat> the anguish and pain in their lives because of crisis, because of employment, because of the lack of the percentage of their salary. Oh, dear Lord, if there is anyone who are very terrified because of this pandemic, in the name of Jesus, dear Lord, please <clears throat> meet our needs and so that we will rejoice in Jesus Christ. And God in heaven, we thank you so much for the leaders of the country and yes. of our churches. And let them take the right decisions so Amen. that uh, all the assumption and speculation about the second waves and a new virus and everything which is really puzzling us, dear Lord, making our lives so mysteries. Yes. Please, dear Lord, in spite of all this epidemic and pandemic, help us to see the hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. And help us to see Jesus Christ who is the author and finisher of our faith. We are not sure how long our lifespan going to be. But as long as you extend our lifespan. Help us to be a blessings to many people. Yes. Thank you so much, dear Lord, for anointing, for choosing, for your cause. Yes. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you for forgiving our sins and trespasses. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 The grace of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, and the love of our Father, and great and consistent communion of the Holy Spirit may abide with every one of us today and forevermore. Amen. 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 <clears throat>
which is uh, uh, perhaps next week. So uh, this afternoon, we will not have Bible study. We can rest, but we will come back to the, uh, I think, uh, uh, I think same Zoom. Or, uh, okay, we will let you know uh, the Zoom link, but five o'clock uh, to seven o'clock, uh, let's bring our children. That's most important because we are particularly praying for back to school. Um, so let's come with the children and we are having program um, from five o'clock to seven o'clock. All the area eight churches will join together and we will have a very vibrant uh, uh, prayer session this afternoon. So God bless you and may the Lord continue to be with you. The evening once uh, link will be posted in the ch church WhatsApp cluster. Okay, so that's a different Zoom, yeah? Direct? Yeah. Yes. Oh, fantastic. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Steven, you okay? You guys. <laughs> if we should, you we should.